What good? Like, why? Like, who does that? It's hard to tell them the press box. <laughs> Every day for the last week, I have checked the Chicken Nick Show Twitter account, and the Steve Sipple jokes continue to populate the feed. It's unbelievable. It, it is even really at this at this stage of at of the Chicken Nick world that we have created for the better over a decade now. Nothing should surprise me in terms of. Things that take off and things that become, you know, really, really a big deal amongst the Chicken Nick fans. But I, this, I mean, this is a 10-year-old drop that has been reformulated to be inserted in another way, and it has exploded. I mean, seriously, have you seen? This might have been the most active week of Twitter that we've had in quite some time, Chick. I would agree with that. There's a lot of social engagement going on this week, um, and we did ask you in the Twitter poll, do you want this Twitter account to stop retweeting <laughs> simple jokes? 87% said no. Keep doing it. Like 87% of you know, at least n- nearly 350 votes Yes, said no. Keep doing it. So... I guess we'll keep doing it, and I guess that's how we'll start this show. Uh, I sent you uh, a couple here. Would you like to? Yeah, where do you want to start? Let me pull up these bad boys. Let me pull up both of them, you know? I mean, you want to start with Josh? You want to start with Joshua? All right, here we go. Joshua tweets in. Sip, why do you think Nebraska had such a hard time running the ball in the opening loss to Northwestern? Probably surprised Nebraska with an odd number in the box. It's hard to tell the press box. Uh, Mike tweets in, Bo, you were there. You tell me who ate the porridge. Hard to believe it wasn't Goldilocks. It's hard to tell the press box. <laughs> Go to the Chicken Nick Show account, please, on Twitter. Scroll down, and we retweeted a bunch. <laughs> Starting we, we about, could... <laughs> oh, I guess it would be. Four days ago at this point. Let's just start with Mustache Adam. It was four days ago. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. The time stamp is 9.17 a.m. on August 3rd. It okay. is there. Let me get my scroll on. Okay. Let me scroll. By the way, great picture of Barrett Rude at... Uh, oh, my goodness. I mean, what is going on? I talked to him on the phone yesterday for about 20 minutes, and I forgot to ask him about like his stash. I mean, holy guacamole, right? He was, uh, he's he was got doing the, his dang, he's got that 70s he? gigolo movie going. Like, it's just. Okay, so we're starting right. with Mustache Adam Mustache on August Adam. 3rd. Yep. All right, here you go. Thanks for banking with us, Mr. Sipple. Is there anything else we can help you with? I need to get into my safety deposit box. It's hard to tell the press box. From Zachary. Hey, Sip, what's the hardest part of dieting? It's hard smelling those tater tots. It's hard telling them the press box. 
Zachary again. Sip, with the way the last few years have gone, do you find yourself struggling with anything? After Wisconsin games, it's hard listening to Criss Cross. It's hard <laughs> telling the Criss Cross. That one doesn't even make sense. It doesn't. From Brian, hey, Sip, would you say blankets make the best forts? It's hard to top the refrigerator box. It's hard to tell the press box. Exactly again. Sip, do you have any advice when trying to clean stains out of clothing? It's hard going with anything but some Clorox. It's hard to tell the press box. Brent, so Sip, are you more of a classical music guy? What's your favorite piece? Hard picking between Beethoven and box. It's hard to tell the press box. Um, oh, oh, this one's good. Ward sip coughs a couple times. Go ahead. <coughs> sip, you okay? It's hard telling with this monkey pox. It's hard telling. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. <laughs> Alan, sip. Who are some of the key glue guys of those early two thousand Laker teams? God, it's hard to leave out Rick Fox. It's hard telling. Press box. <laughs> <laughs> mustache Adam Sip, you getting tired of the jokes from the Chick and Nick show? It's hard telling if I'm getting mocked or not. It's hard telling the press box. <laughs> Sip from Del- from Hardy Wallbanger, who started a lot of this whole thing. Sip, with the UFL folding in 2013, what's been your biggest takeaway regarding professional football in Omaha? <laughs> been hard cheering for the Nighthawks. It's hard telling the press box. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh. <laughs> So stupid. Here you go, Brian. Sip, what would you call the Joker about to go on a cruise? Scarred felon on the boat docks. Hard <laughs> Sip, what piece of advice would you give to stand-ups trying to start in comedy? Hard leading off with the knock-knocks. Hard <laughs> the All right. All right. Um, I think that's all right. From Spencer. Hey, Sip, what's your favorite Dr. Seuss book? It's hard to beat Fox and Sox. It's hard to tell the press box. And we'll end with Scotch Frost. Sip, what's some advice for Husker fans going to Ireland? It's hard walking around in Dublin and flip-flops. It's hard to tell the press box. Hey, all right. Ridiculous. And it it didn't stop there. Our friends at KSNB have done it again with uh, Uncle Joe Scallon. Alyssa Harrington and Travis Kladeski. Alyssa was doing some sort of thing with a balloon gets popped. It's some sort of daredevil slash circus act. She was doing doing a live shot. And then it goes back to the studio after she's done with Joe. And then Joe tosses it over to Travis. This is what happened. This out. Look at that. Don't move. Don't move. Look at that, guys. Whoa! (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You saw that only right here on Local 4, guys. So don't say I don't get in on the tricks. (gasps) Sending it back to you. (laughs) My adrenaline is, like, really high right now. (laughs) Uh, I I don't know what to say at this point. Oh, my gosh, Alyssa. Uh, you're, You're a lot braver then I am. I'll put, it, I'll put it that way. And so now we'll move over to weather. Travis, what do you think after that, man? I mean, holy cow. Um, I don't even, I can't even speak right now. I, she just, I, I was terrified. I'm not going to lie. All I have to say is 
It, it's really loud when the balloon pops. <laughs> Here we go. Stop. Here we go. Let's uh, let's move on to what. <laughs> That was good. That was good. Left Joe speechless. Joe was laughing. Travis nailed it. Ja Someone put it best on Twitter. Travis, if you watch the video and we tweeted it out, he's got that Jay Leno kind of look, puts yeah. his hand in the pocket. He knows he crushed it. He knows the he's got it. I will say, in patting myself on the back, I have tried. Remember how big you were on, like, you didn't want me to know. Uh, you wanted my real reaction. So I saw that video. Do you know how disciplined I had to be to see a long video <laughs> with our friends, Alyssa, Uncle Joe, and Travis, where that involved some daredevil stunt almost with Alyssa? And then you didn't I, watch it? I didn't watch it. I was like, incredible. I know we're going to play this. On the, the I, that is incredible. That's incredible performance by everybody involved. Travis nailed it. It's just great. Good for you. Yeah. How about my discipline? I'm a disciplined man. That's great. That's great, man. Well, I mean, how about the fact do we need to do we? I shared with you a, a text message I got this morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You sent me the text. Yes. You, with laughing emojis. I was stunned at this because someone had responded to a. Sip responded to a Twitter thread that included a gif of him that had been a part of a thread of our show. And then they said to him, Sip, have you listened to what the guys have done with you? And I was like, ooh. ooh. Yeah. You, like, I mean, again, we, you know what? We're starting to, are we developing a reputation that like we're, I like to think of us as nice guys, but boy, we'll, we will laugh at you and make make we're laugh with you i hope people understand we're laughing I think, with you i i think too like you do it enough then people listen to your show with a lot of skeptimism skeptic skepticism i'm sorry scott frost is in this spot where everything he says is met with cynical skeptimism skept skeptimism uh nope. from you know yep. nope we're gonna go back skepticism excuse me Jeez, I just, like <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of that is at the end when you go, Jesus, I'm not really. Like, skepticism, excuse me. Jeez, I just, like. <laughs> skepticism, excuse me. Jeez, I just, like. I tried to, Jeez, I think. Like, my brain clearly was having major issues. <laughs> that was so good. And my brain was like, do we want to explain what happened? <laughs> nope. Apparently, we're moving on. Jeez, I just, like. Jeez, I just, like, <laughs> oh, it's bad. I don't know what's worse. I, like, <laughs> I still, th I think it was a poll. I still think say safe is the worst. Agreed. But, Agreed. but skepticism. The fact that I, I tried it twice, didn't make any progress the second time. Almost let it go, and then circled back around, and finally nailed it. If you would have just said it once, it probably goes. Unnoticed. Just hammer through it. Just yeah, skepticism. Yeah. Scott Frost is in this spot where everything he says is met with cynical skepticism. Skepticism. Uh, from, you know, skepticism. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I just, like, <laughs> That's so good. That's so bad. All right. Back but no. To the sip. But back yeah. To the so, sip text. yes. But, so, I get a text this morning at, at 10 15. From one Stephen M. Sipple, just says, I, l I listened finally to the bit 
and admittedly LOL'd once or twice. Two facepalm emojis. You guys are hilarious. Well, thank God. I love, I have just, I will admit it, I'm a Steve Sipple lover. I just, I love that guy. And and he's a lover and a fighter. Like He is, yes. By the way, I've heard him at, he has like willingly admitted that he will box Damon Benning. He's like, he's like, whenever you want it, big boy, we can do it. And I'm like, wow. I mean, that you talk about some confidence, you know. You don't know if he's gonna. It's hard to tell if he's gonna hug or box. It's hard to tell him about this box. <laughs> All right. But I just love. I love that he's a good sport. I said, hey, we're extremely silly. Glad you have a sense of humor right. about it. Hope you're doing well. Yada yada yada. Hard telling the press box, of course, you know, because I love these people. Hard telling the press box. I saw a tweet the other day that someone finally <laughs> listened to my Michael Severe impression. They're like, this is a horrible impression. I'm like, well, yeah, it's an awful impression. It's not even close. It's not even close to it's Michael not. Severe, but it's it's so bad that it's it's funny. That's how I've always viewed it, you know. I did tweet that out because someone said, yeah, this impression is terrible. I'm like, you're obviously someone's, – someone's catching up on this. You're obviously not a big Michael Severe impression fan. You're obviously not a big football fan. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Thank Trebek. you, Mr. Trebek. All right, Pete. But, yeah, the impression isn't it's, – it's, it either has to be spot on or terrible. Right. Like, I and, feel like my Greg Sharp is pretty much spot on. My Michael Severe isn't even close. That's how impressions got. We've talked about this. That's how impressions got to be. They either got to be spot on. You got to be Frank Caliendo, or you got to be not even close. You know, you got to be Will Ferrell doing George Bush, where it's just like it's not even really even close, but it's it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Did you get naked in the bucket seats? Did you go to hubacos.com and get naked in the bucket seats? Uh, not even close. Uh, nope. We wanted to do a couple of things here. Look, we understand we have like two weeks away from the start of the football season, so 20 days from where we're recording, 19 days when this comes out on Monday. So. We get it. We've got we got some songs we got to get to eventually, um, which means next week. No way. No. Seriously, is it? I think we're two weeks right? from the day. Okay, I would say we're two weeks away. Two two weeks okay. from when? So not this Sunday, but the following the Sunday. Following Sunday, we got to be ready to drop the twenty first. Yes, when we need to record these. Right. Okay. We got a couple of weeks here. I already got one song in my head, and I I wrote like a few lines to it, and it's really bad. But and That's yes, good. I know what you're all thinking. Is it from the '90s? It is. It is. The best part about these is not the song; it's the drops that come out of them. Yeah. You know, like that's a four minute song and we use 1.4 seconds. I can't even remember anything I said other in that song other than Bill Moose is out of the area. I think I said Marquis Step in it. He transferred. Whoopsies. Whoops. My bad. My bad. Name the wrong running back. (laughs) When will you make the call on the quarterback? What's What's the day of the first game? October 4th, September 4th. Oh, my bad. September 4th. I think I gave you too so much I'm time. So I'm not answering any quarterback questions. Great. <sighs> okay. So we've got that coming down the pipe. Yeah. There is, um, we, we had talked about this a few weeks ago or a month ago and put on the Twitter poll about an interview that we did a while ago, uh, years ago, 10 years ago. We asked, do you want to hear this interview? 
And by and large, the vast majority of those in that poll said yes. Werner Berger is from South Africa. And it was July 9th, 2010. Oh, wow. This is 12 years ago. Oh, boy. That we interviewed him as a mountain climber, interviewed yeah. him live in studio. I am going to play a couple of things here. One is the interview with Werner Berger. Immediately following that, after we go to break, is the ensuing segment following his departure from the studio. <laughs> and what you are going to hear in that ensuing segment, so listen, this is like 20 minutes combined. Just listen to it, let it take you somewhere, go back in the Wayback Machine. And then as the interview's happening, think about what we talk about now in 2022. Think about the thing that stuck with us immediately after the interview, and you'll find eerily similar facets. Okay? And also, it's the comeback of an old drop that we haven't played much uh, since then. Fist okay? pump. I love it. Here's the Werner Berger interview in studio with yours truly and Nick Baugh talking to him about mountain climbing. <laughs> Chicken Nick Show, 1620 The Zone. You know, sometimes you feel like an athlete, Nick Ball. I know you feel like you could... I feel like I've accomplished things in my life, but then you meet someone and you realize you really haven't done it. Well, what have you scored? A couple of points of Kansas, a couple of points of Creighton. I mean, big deal. Yeah. I, know. I mean, no, no big deal, according to Doc Sandler. Right, right. Uh, no big deal. Right. But this is a big deal. And we're thrilled to be uh, joined by a guy who's scaled the highest of highs, uh, Werner Berger, who is... 72 years old, and in one week you will be 73. And I think I speak for Nick. If we can do what half of what you do or look the way you look uh, when we're that age, we'll be, uh, we will have accomplished yes. a lot and hopefully still be married. Uh, but uh, <laughs> congratulations on everything you've been able to accomplish. Tell people why you're, uh, you're in Omaha this week. I'm here because I've had several interviews, radio and TV, and also we're doing an event tomorrow. Uh, actually, two events, one at 10 o'clock and one at 1 o'clock, in which I'm going to show some of the slides from Everest. I'm also going to talk to people about um, waking up around getting healthier because health is everything. If you don't have your health, you've got nothing. It doesn't matter how many millions of dollars you have. And so it's a case of what can people do to make a difference. Before we continue, uh, the accent, where are you, where are you from originally? Originally South Africa, born and raised there, came to North America when I was 21. Idea of staying a couple of years and then going back, never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you leave one of the best countries in the world? <laughs> uh, you've been watching the World Cup at all? Are I you have a soccer not, fan? I, I am a soccer fan. Because those fan. guys are good athletes. You got it, absolutely. Now, I've been on the road too much to um, watch much of it. Where I, I want to get into what goes into being able to make such a climb. Talk to me about the training that goes into getting ready to, to make the trek. Two critical elements. Of course, the body has to be healthy. Secondly, you have to be fit. Okay. Uncheck and uncheck. Yeah. <laughs> For me, but continue. <laughs> and fit means cardiovascularly fit, mm. but also upper body strength okay. because you're lugging a backpack and you're lugging oxygen cylinders when you get to the, to the higher elevations. 
So it's a case of training and just simply being ready mentally and physically. And how long does it take to, to make the whole climb? Uh, it took us 56 days wow. to get to the top and back, and we lost five days because of bad weather. So it could be done in about 49 56 days. Gosh. 56 days. What kind of, I mean, how many Twinkies and stuff are you bringing? I mean, that's what I'd be worried yeah, sure. about. How much food can I bring? Where do I put it? And I would imagine that's what my backpack would be. No sleeping bag, no nothing. Just Twinkies, I'll huh? just survive on food. <laughs> yeah. What kind of food do you have up there? What do you do? Well, um, Everest is not that big a problem with regard to food because you've got yaks uh, carrying all of uh, the supplies into base camp. I th- okay, I thought you meant there are yaks up there that you can eat. No, I, I honestly, <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about. You have yaks that that drive that uh, walk up there with you. Yeah, ab- interesting. I did absolutely. not know that. I did not know that. We had thirty-two ton of equipment, food, and um, fuel at base camp. Mm. And part of that, of course, was oxygen cylinders, which also then means that you can take most of the food that we eat here to base camp. On the mountain itself, you're lugging it on your own backpack, so it's a little bit sparser. On the other hand, I'm very, very prone. I I absolutely know that we have to supplement these days because our foods are so nutritionally depleted, so I took a lot of supplements with me. Most climbers cut their toothbrushes in half, drill holes in the rest to, to eliminate weight. I took 15 pounds of nutritional products with me. Wow. You were uh, the oldest North American to ever climb Mount Everest. How, were, how old were you when you climbed? Uh, the oldest Westerner, and I was oh, 56 days short of my 70th birthday. Wow. That is, um, what, what did your, I was reading and we were watching a video beforehand about your fiance at the time that said something to you about marrying you before you went up there. What was that? <laughs> she said, I'm not going to marry you until you come back. And then I'm not quite sure about this because I don't marry nuts. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't really say that, but she implied that. Right. And um, once we had a conversation at base camp, we decided, no, this is the right thing to do. So um, we're not married yet. One one eleven is our marriage date. Oh, okay. Um, nice. However, the commitment was made when I was at base camp. Very good. Whenever I watched, uh, there's a show, Man vs. Wild, on the Discovery Channel. He always talks about keeping morale high when you're mm-hmm. when you're in in the wild like that. Mm-hmm. What are some things you guys can do as a camp to keep the spirits up? Because I'm sure there can be some times where adversity strikes and you're tired and you look up at that mountain and you realize you got a long ways to go. What What are some activities you guys did to keep morale high? Well, you're talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing because um, when we were finally ready to head for the summit and we had at least five, six days to wait and didn't know that the weather was going to be in our favor, that was, I had one really low day. I'm sure. And I just had to keep visualizing that I'm going to be on the summit and I'm going to be flying a kite. And the other thing we do is we play games with each other, challenge each other. And it could be climbing games. It could be card games. Uh, for the first time, I ever learned to play poker. And, nice. Um, that, that, you know, it can be fun. It really can be fun when you're stuck. But you've got to get stay active. You can't wallow in your own mind frame. What, how long each day are you climbing? You say 56 days. To me, that sounds like a 12 to 14 hours a day you're climbing. Uh, very close, too. Yeah. Um, when we, the second time we went through the icefall, we went from base camp we went all the way to Camp 2, and that was a 12 and three-quarter hour day. Now, that was the longest day. Uh, usually, it's in the range of six, seven hours. Summer day is longer. It took me 10 hours. We left high camp at 9.30 at night. I got to the top at eight minutes past eight in the morning. Uh, so that's about a 10, 10 and a half hours, and then it took four hours to get back to high camp. 
So it was about a 14, 15 hour day. Well, a lot of people do things like this for themselves. It's it's mm-hmm. something that they want to do. They want to see uh, see some you know incredible sights. Uh, but but it, it's it seems like you're doing something for the greater good. You talk about global health and, and wellness. Was that something else that motivated you? And talk talk even more about that. Oh, absolutely. Um, a few years before going to Everest, kept thinking, you know, what can I do to make a difference with this? other than just feed my own ego. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Tremendous ego here in the studio, yeah. (laughs) And I got a few people together, and we simply talked about, you know, what, 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 how can we use this? And we decided to launch a North American health and wellness revolution. Two, three years later, we hadn't got very much further um, because we thought, oh, funding would be easy, a lot of sponsors would show up, and that wasn't the case. So in turn, we decided to do a movie to change North American health took a high-altitude cinematographer with me all the way to the top. Uh, since then, we've interviewed 38 health experts. we 80% complete with the editing. We should be in theaters next spring. Sweet. And the purpose, in a very entertaining way, is to change North American health. What did, last thing, what did you do when you got to the top? And what is actually the top? I mean, because you get up there, what's, how do you determine the top? You get up there, and there's probably even a higher point uh, you know, the precipice uh, up there. What did you do and when did you actually get to the top? Well, the top is when you cannot climb any higher, <laughs> okay. when there is no higher to okay. climb. Because the top's pretty big, though. No, it's it's no, not the, wide? No, it's not that large. Okay. It's okay. about um, two and a half, three feet in width. Wow. And I did not know about that. 20 feet in length. Okay. And many summits are not that, lo- that broad gotcha. or that long. So about 10 people can fit on the top at the same time. And what did I do? I took my backpack off, I hauled a kite out, and I flew a kite. And I was at the top uh, for 32 minutes without my oxygen mask, and my Sherpa kept yelling at me, put your mask on, put your backpack on, let's get down. And when we got to high camp, I said to him, no, why did you rush me? It costs so much money, it costs so much energy, it costs so much time. And he said, he just looked at me as if I was really not very bright <laughs> and said, you know, when you get to the top, only half the job is done. Most people die on the way down. Well, I was going to ask you, that was the last thing. How much, how difficult is the trip down? Because it's not like you get up to the top and, a, you know, you get your cliffhanger game going and uh, a, co- a chopper picks you up like right. your Sylvester Stallone up there. I mean, you got you to gotta climb down. How tough was that? Um, it, it wasn't too bad uh, because I was in fairly good condition. If you're really worn out, it can be tough. What made it a little bit on the rough side was uh, we had very, very heavy winds for the last three hours. And what the winds do, they just pick up the snow and they whip it across. And it's hard to see where your feet go. Um, And when you can't see, you know, where you're placing your feet, there's always a chance of slipping. And going down is usually more difficult because you have less balance. When you're going up, you're on your toes, you're leaning forward when you're going down. You're usually leaning back, and you put your heel down first. So greater opportunity to slip. But, again, depends on the physical condition. Somebody's Our, worn out, really tough. Werner Berger, uh, the oldest Westerner uh, to climb Mount Everest, and he's go on the website, go uh, find a bio about him. That's not the only mountain he's climbed. Tell people where they can see you tomorrow, how they can get tickets, or all that stuff to, to watch you speak. Okay, We're going to be at the D.C. Center at um, 10 o'clock and again at 1 o'clock, and the talk will be about an hour, hour and a half. Tickets are $5, and that goes completely to charity. So this is not a money-making opportunity for us. It's really a way of entertaining people with Everest slides. 
and also helping them see that they have to take more responsibility for their own health and also some instruction in terms of what they can do to be healthier. Because with our health, we've got nothing. Well, it's um, great, to, great to have you in studio. This is great. Congratulations on everything. Very inspirational. We hope people can, can check that out tomorrow. Play that song down there, uh, Shane, as we head out, there that you have there on the left. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, Nick and Jake. You guys are great. We'll go to break. Warner, thanks so much. When we come back, we'll get back into a little bit. When we get back into betrayal and all of that stuff, we'll set the topics next. Chick and Nick, 1620 The Zone. It's Chick and Nick with the award-winning Matt Chick and former Creighton basketball standout Nick Baugh on 1620 The Zone. Omaha's ESPN Radio. Here are Matt Chick and Nick Baugh. Warner, I want to ask you this. Which summit were you more interested in? The summit of Mount Everest or the 2010 free agency summit? Well, you're talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing. (laughs) You did not ask that. That was live right now. That was inaccurate. That never happened. Well, you're talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing. That, ladies and gentlemen, will be in the field of 64 next year. Why are you talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing? I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't last four seconds on Mount Everest. All right, and here we go. And Nick Ball's down. You need to get some lift, my man. Thank you, Mike, Mike Schmidt. Schmidt and Werner Berger and Nick Ball. Why are you hey, talking Mike. as if you're knowing something about this whole thing? Hey, Mike, where... You got any advice for me? You need to get some lift, my man. All right. Not helping me. Oh, I slipped. Ouch. Ouch. Where's where's that ET ouch that I sent you yesterday? You need to get some lift, my man. Me, Mike Schmidt, Warner Burger, and ET. On a on a on a clock. Quit your complaining, E.T. Why are you talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing? Can you please just let me finish? All right, I'm done. You go ahead. Or let me start. Gosh, man. Bad dog. Uh, Dave in Omaha says, life is amazing. If you don't have health, you have nothing. Hey, pass me the crackers and cheese whiz. Dave in Omaha. Werner Burger are... Uh, He's 72 years old, the oldest Westerner to climb Mount Everest. Dude is in great shape, too. All right, let's not get... Why are you talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing? He probably gets his max muscle game right. This is not advertising time, okay? Just keeping it real. (laughs) Justin says, nothing like a bad Sylvester Stallone movie reference to a guy from South Africa. I'm sorry, I tried. I said, I, I said when you get yeah, he had he didn't know it. <laughs> that was more for you. I turned to you. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I know that. <laughs> Why are you talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing? Alex says, did you seriously just drop a cliffhanger game going on? The old guy he seemed really cool. He was cool. He's great. He was it's awesome. unbelievable. Dave says it's not the fall that kills you; it's the sudden stop. 
You need to get some lift, my man. <laughs> Eric's, Eric says, probably the first and only time a guest has ever uttered, quote, <laughs> to, a Nick, to a Nick question, quote, you sound like you know something about this. Why are you talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing? True. But, but, but to your credit, it was to someone, it was... Uh, the response was from someone squarely in our target demographic. <laughs> you got tears flowing. Oh, man. I don't really lose it that often. This is ridiculous. Uh, Eric, this guy should record some Max Muscle commercials for you guys. I couldn't have climbed Mount Everest without it. Eric in downtown Omaha. Well, are you talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing? <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. You can't lose it in a radio show. You got to keep going. David Omaha says, at seventy-eight years old, it is an accom- Well, he's seventy-three. Yeah. It is an accomplishment to just sit in front of the television and use the remote. Yeah. Say nothing to climbing Mount Everest. Yeah, if I can even and move around at seventy-something, I'm pretty pumped. Something just tells me if you can open your eyes, you're just happy every day. So yeah, when you're seventy-eight, <laughs> if you can just crack a smile or show one tooth. You're going to be excited. That's you need perfect. to get some lift, my man. <laughs> Why is listening to Mike Schmidt now the funniest thing ever? <laughs> Mike Schmidt has joined just a few. Uh, it's just great advice. It just kind of works in any setting. <laughs> it really does. You know, <laughs> what do we do? Listen, I'm having, I'm having some real, real problems here trying to put a radio show together. You need to get some lift, my man. It just works. It all works. It just works. Uh, Rick says, I was waiting for to hear you ask him. How do you how do you cook yak? Because yeah, when he I thought, said, I, thought he was, I mean, honestly, he I said, what do you bring for food? He said, no, it's pretty good because there are yak, yak up there. It's there like, all yaks. right, allow me to puke. <laughs> <laughs> he said there are yaks. And the, the first thing I thought even was, even ET'd be like, nah. <laughs> any Reese's pieces? <laughs> the first thing I thought was, man, how do they have the strength to stab yak and hunt for yak? Why are you talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing? Can we take a break and regroup, please? You need to get some lift, my man. (laughs) Sometimes things just hit you the wrong way, and I just need to... We need to regroup. When we come back, Dan Gilbert... He needs to get some lift. You need to get some lift, my man. Good golly. The Friday face-off coming up at the bottom of next hour. I can't believe 20 years, more than 20, 25 years after that movie comes out, you do an E.T. reference yesterday. And it just... And it catches fire. Kelly said she was painting a dresser at home and she heard you go, ouch, and thought it was the funniest thing ever. Just stop it. Yeah, my bad. All right, that was July 9th, 2010. (laughs) (laughs) So... The return of Werner Berger, those drops that right away were like, you're talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing. That was you knew it. You knew it was gold the second you heard it. Right. And he's sitting a foot to my right. Right. So I know, like, I'm sitting next to gold. Internet. Look at this. This is gold. You You are gold. You're spewing gold. (laughs) He dropped gold right into our (laughs) microphone. And the Mike Schmidt, you need to get some lift, my man which we had him on the show as a guest. 
And the thing about Mike Schmidt and that drop was we always put it in terms of it sounded like when he said that drop that he was getting the word lift caught in his mustache. (laughs) You need to get some lift, my man. Like lift. 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 Some lift. Some things happen when the F and the T get together at lift. You need to get some lift, my man. <laughs> so good. The F gets caught in his mustache. Just completely tangled. I mean, massive. Get some lift. That was a huge part of our show. How did we forget about Mike Schmidt? Lift. 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 Like, listen to that. Lift. 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 Like, jeez. It's amazing. What is happening to Mike Schmidt? And then the E.T. ouch. Yeah. Which I don't know how that came about. You said it on the previous day. Yeah. But what was I talking about? You were referencing, like, you got hurt. I don't know if it was, like, the hit-by-pitch stuff or a foul ball stuff. God knows what. I mean, I probably, you boy, when when you're kidless and it's probably, like, a Sunday afternoon, you can just watch all of E.T. And it's like, yeah, here we go. We're watching E.T. today. Can't do that with kids. Apparently, I, I, I don't know. I have no clue of the origin of, of working so in good. E.T.'s ouch, but that's what you got with the show. You got Mike Schmidt, E.T., and Werner Berger <laughs> all coming together, Once all hypothetically collided. climbing Mount Everest. Uh, the fact that you would last four seconds at the most on top of Mount Everest. Because like, in that analogy or in that story, hypothetical, you've made it to the top. Apparently. <laughs> and yet... That's when it all fell apart for me. Or you're at the base and you're about to climb. Oh, you know, it's like, what is it? Yeah, oh, I'm down. You know, I don't know. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's just so, it's ridiculous. That was 12 Enjoyable. years ago. Oh, man. 12 we peaked, years ago. We are, we've had a lot of peaks. We peaked 12 years ago. We peaked in Mount Everest. That was, I mean, that was a great play on words that you did there. We yep. peaked with the peak climber. Ah, <sighs> Werner. Shouts out to Werner. Hmm. Uh, before we leave, results of last week's polls. Who stumbled more? <laughs> Scott Frost or the moderator? 82% said the moderator. All right. Hot Let's go. Let's question. Okay. Did the moderator nearly curse? 86%. Said yes. All right. Hot day. Let's go. Let's question. Someone said and tweeted, even Michael Severe. Yeah, Michael was with this. He was riding with this. He said that he believed it was a hop in, not hot damn. Well, we asked you on the the Twitterverse, which one was it? What did the moderator say? 84% said hot damn. All right, hot damn. Let's go. Let's question. That is not hop in. Well, hop in. I mean, listen. Hot damn. Hot damn. Hot damn. I mean, is it hop in? Hot damn. Here's the thing. Hot damn. Neither makes sense to stay to say at that moment. Hop in or hot damn? Hop in is even a 
That doesn't make sense. Hot damn, kind of well, like, and and oddly enough, if I had to say which saying makes more what makes more sense in this moment, I would honestly probably say it's hot damn. Hot damn. Hot damn. Hop hot in. Damn. Yeah, like hop in with your questions. I suppose. All right, hop in. Let's right, go. Let's in. question. But hot damn. I'm going with. I'm going with jerk store. store. That's right. Did the moderator lock up a top seed in the 2023 drop-off tournament? 80% said yes. All right, hot day. Let's go. Let's question. See, Does, I, I, also, I agree with that, but also, like, what are we doing? Is SIP now? Is Hartel in the press box, like, back? Might have to bring it back. I mean, it's got a long ways to go to get to the selection Sunday. You know, it's I mean, gotta, it never made a tournament. It's not new yet. I I'm just know. wondering. I'm just asking the questions guess, here. All right, I'll put it on the poll. All right. Should Steve Sipples, Hartel from the press box, be considered for the 2023 drop-off tournament? I, I think I think it should be, but All right. that's just me. I'll ask. Does anyone say hot damn anymore? Sixty-one <laughs> percent said yes. All right, hot damn. Wow. Okay. What was more surprising, Scott Frost not giving an opening statement, or Spectrum News getting the opening question? Eighty-nine <laughs> percent. Said Spectrum News. I think I agree with that. Hey, Coach Frost, um, Tino Bovenzi with Spectrum News. I mean, what? <laughs> That's shocking. Shocked. If Scott Frost can't begin media days correctly, how can we expect him to begin a season correctly? <laughs> Come on, it's a good question. The answers, possible answers were exactly something like that or nah. So, Hendrick, shout out. Yeah. 41% said nah. 35% said something like that. 24% said exactly. Who do you blame for <laughs> Scott Frost's lack of an opening statement? This is my favorite question. That's one. <laughs> Your options were Scott Frost, the moderator, or Tom Chattel. He <laughs> <laughs> threw him in there because he wrote the story. 51% blame Tom Chattel. <laughs> I love it. It makes no sense. Nothing about it makes sense, but it's the fact that it won in a landslide is just the best. <laughs> so good. All right. Oh, that's great. What is Nick's most embarrassing stumble? Say Steve or skepticism? Eighty percent. Say Steve. Steve, Steve. And uh, say Steve. Say say little say Steve in uh, in in Lincoln as a Buffalo, my man. <laughs> say Steve. <sighs> See Steve. See Steve out there. You get to see Steve. See and uh, say Steve. Steve. Uh, say, uh, say a little say Steve. This <laughs> <laughs> gets better every time. Oh, say Please, Steve. Go buy your say Steve NFT. You can hear that yeah. with a graphic and a logo and an artwork with a buffalo and the, <laughs> and the, <laughs> and the background and everything. Oh, we'll I need to that out this week. Do I do it? Put this on a poll. Should Nick reach back out to Joel Klatt to come back on the pod? <laughs> okay. All right. I'll put that on there. <laughs> See, Steve. Finally, the last question. Have you considered unfollowing the show because it keeps retweeting simple jokes? 90% said no. That's good. I was a little nervous for a little bit. Everybody's a little nervous about it because it was just, it was, it was incredible. The, the, the volume, the lift of the simple tweets. Mike Schmidt was happy. You need to get some lift, my man. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of sense. I love it. Uh, 
There should be a better question. Are you considering unfollowing the show because we keep having Tyler McKinney be a part of the show? Tyler, what do you think? I'm not happy about that. Chick and Nick. Yeah. Chick and Nick. Yeah. Chick and Nick show. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. 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 Yes. You've got yaks. I love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> A Huda Media Production.